Drove through the campus on my way yeah. uh, to uh, our recording studio. And we're sitting in the, uh, you know, outer alumni office right now. That's where we are. Yeah. Uh, right. They wouldn't let us actually on campus at the moment. Well, Gary, this is episode 57 of 57. our show. Yeah, I've been, no. been going on quite a long time here. Yep. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, I yep. think, on this show. Just kind of you and me sitting around shooting the breeze, which that's, that's is fun to do it. every so often. And I just wanted to give a shout out. We have, okay, a new president of one of our fan clubs. Whoa. Yep. And this is our Australian chapter. Oh, man. That's great. Gary and Mark uh, show uh, well, we, fan club. Our, so I want to yeah. shout out to Robin Dunn. Robin okay. Dunn. Yep. In Australia, she is spreading the word. She actually. Let's give her some applause, yeah. first of all. Okay. There you, there you go, Robin. All right. We got all these people here in the U.S. are yeah. uh, thanking you for, yeah. for uh, taking on that role. Yeah. Uh, she act- actually asked for a couple of, well, our, couple of our stickers. Well, that's, so, I'd say, the least we can do. The least we can do. So, Robin, yeah. thanks for being part of our show. We look forward to having you uh, now, stick around a, for longer than most country. of our people. That's a big country. We're in Australia. I yeah. would have to go look it up because yeah. I mailed her the sticker, stickers. Because it seems like a lot of the big cities are down that southeast coast. Could be. Sydney, I do have Melbourne. It, I, have, I have her address. And then yeah. way over in western Australia, remember, that's where Perth. You know more than I do. Oh, just from geography. All I geography. know is it's in the, the southern hemisphere, right? It is. So they're going into... Uh, yeah. They're, they're going they're, into uh, some... Well, right summers, summers, they're here, halfway right? through summer. That's right. We're halfway through winter. Yeah. Uh, and today it feels a little bit like fall or something. Boy, and yesterday, mid-60s, sun, no no cold wind out of the north. It was... Uh, you got a little hint of uh, what... What spring's like. That's true. Except and, those people in Texas were about to get an ice storm or something yeah. like that. But but where I am, just 20 miles up the hill, seemed like the watching the bluebirds and some there. They're, uh, we got pre-nesting behavior going on in wow, courtship. Yeah. Well, and I, I feed the birds out there, and I had yeah. some suet two days ago, fresh cake. Yesterday mm. afternoon, it was a quarter of a cake, and today it was all gone. So those birds are hungry. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in addition to Australia, we've been listened to all over the world. But we are, and this is no lie, people don't believe me sometimes. The other day, we were number 30 in comedy in Croatia. Well, that says a lot about I'm not sure where Croatia is. Well, you know, it's over Eastern Europe somewhere. Well, it used to be part of Yugoslavia, but what divides Croatia from some of the other. Uh, provinces over there. Part of it is the uh, the religion, which you know. Well, let's see. I'm going to get so in trouble. Knows. They're not. Yeah, be careful now. I think they're. Uh, it was not. It was not Catholic. The, the you know you got some Muslim anyway. Croatia and uh, then uh, it's about all. I mean, it's it's the coast of Croatia is very. Uh, you know, you're it's the Adriatic and it's Listen supposed to, to be really nice. So he, he's a historian. I've never been there. Well, me either. He's a historian. He mm, should be a geographer no, teacher just, or something. Geography anyway. teacher. But, but we don't want to. We don't want to upset but, our Croatian hey, fans. So hey, thank Croatia. You. Yeah. So number get us 30. to number one. Get us to number one. Yeah, and then I'd kind of like to know who thirty-one is on their list. It could. Yeah, you know, there may only be yeah. 30 podcasts in all of Croatia, but, well, but my guess is that there's more than that. You know, and uh, 
a very good uh, tennis player who actually won Wimbledon. That's a nice uh, guy. Well, it was the year they – it was actually the year I went to Wimbledon, one. I wasn't there for the finals. I did get to watch Pete Sampras play. Oh, you weren't. You weren't. You weren't playing. <laughs> and uh, he is a tennis professional. And, uh, oh he used gosh, to be. what? Uh, boy, I'm I'm spacing on his name. I can see him. He's got very. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is terrible. I can't. Vladimir not, Horowitz. Well, uh, what was it? He, he was a very good tennis player and a good guy. And uh, I'll think of his name later. Yeah, well, I'll we'll put it in the notes. We'll look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Had a had a big booming serve. I think he beat Patrick Rafter from Australia in the finals. Well, was this guy you're talking about from Croatia? Yeah. Well, maybe some of our fans will uh, go to They'll our website. They'll call in, go to yeah. here. You could. GaryandMark.com. You can yeah. find a contact link. Let us know who that person is. I bet yeah, you Yeah, know. I, I can picture his face, but I'm not coming up with a name. But the the people uh, here at the university, you know, operating the phones, if you want to call in to. Yeah, we got <laughs> actually Didi is filling in today. So if you want to talk to Didi, yeah. she'll pick that phone call up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, mm-hmm. uh. Another thing, you know, you were just talking about what year you went there. Yeah. You know, this happens to be the year of the trail in North Carolina. Well, that's a nice, uh, I'm all for that. I am. So you probably, I know we might go hiking this afternoon, but what, what would be your favorite trail in North Carolina if you just had to pick one? You mean just a stretch to Yeah, walk? yeah, just like if you were well, doing a actually, day, day hike or an overnight. If you could, you know, I don't have to drive to the to Carver's Gap, but which is close to where your camp was. That stretch of the AT from Carver's Gap up over Little Hump and Hump. Oh, yeah. I That would put that right up there. I mean, there are other stretches that I still haven't done in North Carolina, but that's a pretty nice Yeah, we ought piece. to do a pad, podcast on that trail like we did at Mondamon one time. Well, and if we do, we should also... Stop in Burnsville. You know, now there's the missing link in Burnsville for this 300-mile loop course that Jen Far Davis and I know. others have done. Do you think Far- she would get, go on a show with us, or is she too up there, you know? Oh, I think she, if she has the time, mm-hmm. I think she would, yeah. Well, I can't yeah. keep up with her, so we got to follow That's her. That's right. not going to work, but... But, uh, but yeah, so this connector trail that takes the AT up to Mount Mitchell or something? Or? Well, you can... It's a connector trail that kind of allows the Appalachian Trail to connect with the Mountains to Sea Trail. That's right. I remember And reading. then you, it's like 300-some miles, something. Oh. I think that's right. I'm not that's sure. That would be a great topic to do. Yeah. Well, I, the other day, I don't know if you ever see this app called Nextdoor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. someone, I had posted on one of my YouTube channel a couple of videos about trails. Yeah. And I'm you know, just... I'm the casual hiker, not like you. So this one guy reached out to me. I won't mention his name. I don't think he's listening to the podcast. But uh, he said, well, if you ever want to do some hiking, I'm always up for some hiking. I said, yeah, I'm always looking for another. But he says, well, I'll tell you, I'm kind of slow, blah, blah, blah. So he's mentioning a couple of local trails called Big Bradley. Yeah. Big Bradley, that aren't any easy trails. No, I said. All down and all up. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. one of them's treacherous. Actually, it's closed right now, Big Bradley, because of safety issues. But at least I heard that. And I said to him. Maybe I misused the word hiker and hiking. Maybe, unlike Gary here, maybe I should have said like a, a walk in the woods is what yeah. I like to do, which is what you and I may do this afternoon. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I hope yeah, we do. something new. This thing, whole year of the trail, you know, I'm. Uh, this is that 
time of year I get a feed. I think it's AT through hikers 2023, and I'm not an AT through hiker, but you get on there people who have walked the trail or want to walk the trail or part of the trail, getting on some asking questions, lots of opinions. But it is that, you know, it's that time of year. You know, I guess traditionally, way back when, you would start April 1 if you were going to, and follow the spring on Mm -hmm. your way north now. Folks are starting earlier and earlier, and it has, you know, I I can't imagine uh, how the numbers have blown up. Have they? Well, I mean, the people's, part of it probably because of cell phones and maps, I don't, or just how the word gets out and you know some some folks start out in the spring and walk the whole thing and i'm sure there are a lot that start out and well most don't well i'm that bill bryson type of hiker who would <laughs> actually i think he kept walking some but uh he did yeah he, he was did. shedding gear every two feet which was yeah smart so just for our croatian listeners yeah just in in one minute tell them what the appalachian trail is well it's a it's a it's a a footpath all the way from Georgia to Maine and actually now they've kind of extended or trying to extend it up into Newfoundland but let's just go with the traditional roughly 2200 miles following uh, in the chain of the Appalachian Mountains from Georgia up to Maine with one in the one in Maine where I've I've never been to Mount Katahdin, but that in Baxter State Park, though my in-laws' ashes reside in that state park. Well, uh, and the other end, uh, now, oh, Springer Mountain in Georgia. It used to be in the, up until, I'm not sure when they relocated, used to be Mount Oglethorpe. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But why did it relocate? Do you remember offhand? You know that would be a Peter Barr question. I would not not quite sure why, but it it did relocate. And uh, of course, this is where we you mentioned if you had to mention just two people who walked the trail. Earl Schaefer credited with the first through hike, nineteen forty eight, World War Two veteran. He's said he's trying to walk off the war. And then, I'm not sure what year in the 50s, Grandma Gatewood. I love that story. Oh, yeah, Grandma Gatewood. (laughs) And you look at her gear, and it's like a laundry bag and a shower curtain. But, you know, she grew up in Ohio, uh, farm woman raised, I don't know how many kids, an abusive husband. I mean, you've put up with that. I'm sure walking the trail. And is it true when she made it to the end, she turned around and started back? That I don't know. Don't know. I heard Although I, I, I think the first time she started, seems like she had a, did she start up in Maine? Uh, she had a trip that really turned out bad after a few days. And then I don't know if it was the next year, well, kind of a redo, but yeah, walking in her kids and, with her laundry bag and her... And I think there's a book about 
that. I've got it. Hey, yeah. I've got it. Grandma I, I, Gatewood's Walk. Yeah. Did she, she didn't write it though? Did she? <laughs> no. Uh, Earl Schaefer. Did he? Did he write? He he, he did, it. and it's called. I've got a copy of that Walking with Spring. That's, that's and, right. And uh, I'll pull that out every now and then. Read a piece. You mm-hmm. know, Peter Barr, who we interviewed yeah, few, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he is so into AT history that when he started his walk. In oh four oh five, whenever he he first went to Mount Oglethorpe because he wanted like Earl had done, and then about halfway through his walk, you know, he stopped. Is it Library of Congress? You know, uh, wherever one of those places, museum, whatever they have Earl Schaefer's boots in his pack. So he had he to, had to go see those. Don't blame yeah, him. No, even no. that was no easy trek from the, where the trail was to D.C. If that's where he was. Well, at. he did. I, I think I'm he sure didn't got walk, a ride for that. Yeah, and we you know he was on our show. Yeah, and uh, we need to get him back. He is traveling the whole United States in an RV. Yeah, bag peaking, I guess you call it. Yeah, peak bagging. Peak bagging. Bag. Trying to get the highest peaks in yeah. each state yeah. or bless several. his heart. Yeah, I think if yeah. I was doing that, I'd stick to the ones in Louisiana and Florida. Yeah, I could do those. They're about 20 feet or so. Well, Mount Dora. Which one is that, Florida? That Florida. You should know a guy lived near Mount Dora. He worked at a summer camp, yeah. Uh, At Mondamon or a different summer camp? No, let's see. Which one now? See, there you go again, the brain. He knew Longnecker, but he'd been Sequoia. I'm not sure. He never worked at Mondamon, but he... One of the... Another Uh one of those camp humans. Yeah, they're uh, out there. All right, Gary, well... uh, that's a good story. Well, let's yeah. talk about some things in the news right now. How about the price of eggs? I've heard they're going up. Well, I've, I've you know, and uh, since no kids live at my house, I man, I don't go through them like I used to. But still, uh, yeah, I guess they're more expensive. But my my main breakfast is <laughs> oatmeal with sorghum and peanut butter. So, do you mix that up or something? Yeah. I mean, like mix it up in a blender? No, no, no. So I, I cook the oatmeal. To... I cook the oatmeal. Okay. Then I pour some a healthy dollop of sorghum in there for sweetener. I might put that in the microwave to loosen up the sorghum a little bit, and then I just yeah, you know, I get the peanut butter that's just the ground peanuts. Put that in, mix it up with a spoon. Sounds tasty. It is tasty. Almost, I'd say six mornings a week, I have carnation instant breakfast, protein, what? milk, and V8 juice. Well, it's good. And yeah. then I make waffles on the seventh day or eggs. Yeah. Omelet. Well, I haven't actually bought eggs in a, f- a couple of weeks, but I, I plan to go get some. Hope they're not too high because if they are too high, you know, maybe won't buy them. Well, I mean, I don't have any chickens, but I don't want to. No, get any and, and apparently this has stimulated people into. Buying chickens and feed, thinking they're gonna, you know, save money. Well, well I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you a story about saving money because I used, to, I love cucumbers. Mm-hmm. My dad would grow them and we'd get them by the bushels. So I thought I could do that because it was 98 cents at the grocery store yeah. each, each. Still 98 cents, sometimes more. So I thought I could grow some out here, and I had to call Didi. I'm telling you, I got it cost me thirty dollars for one cucumber. Because I paid, like, I bought a tray to put seeds in. I bought the seeds. I bought fertilizer, the right kind of soil, the watering can. Now, I know some of those people would already have that stuff, but not me. And I finally got, like, three cucumbers 
for my hundred dollars for about thirty three dollars a cucumber. Well, but now that you got the stuff, maybe you I should threw it away. You, oh. I was disgusted. So you try but again. It, it gave well. me new respect for farmers. Yeah, it's no easy life. Nope. out there, it's constant failure, and it's just. I'm, I'm but failure is just part of the deal. Yeah. So you think if if this egg raising chicken growing thing takes off? Yeah. You think GMPU, which is primarily a podcast university, you think we could add a agricultural school or whatever you call that? Uh, to, yeah, an egg... Uh, egg husbandry or something? Or egg museum, maybe a picture. Here's what an egg looked like when it was only this much. And uh, Well, if it's three times the price, it probably would still look the same. Well, then we'd have to get... It might require more campus security. Haditi's pretty strapped pretty thin out there. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much handles the whole thing. Yeah. But I thought she raises chickens. Maybe she could actually teach the class. Yeah. She could teach the class. Well, there you go. We could uh, make your, raise your own eggs. Well, you know, when I'd visit my cousin's farm in the panhandle, that was part of the deal going out to the chicken house in the morning, getting those warm eggs out of the nest. (coughs) Bringing them in. Yeah. Never had that pleasure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, there's people raise chickens all around. Yeah, me, but, well, uh, Frank I, McNutt. Uh, yeah, you keep mentioning. He's Frank. got chickens. We should get him on the show sometime. We should. He's not far away. No, he's not. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, eggs. There are rumors circulating around. One is that Biden, Trump, Pence aren't the only ones with classified documents. We've we want to. Be ahead of this story, not behind. Well, that we have no, yeah. You, you tell no what the story class, is. No classified documents here. We hardly have any documents. Any documents. All. So we don't keep records. We don't. And and this is exactly why. That's right. Yeah. So that's, that's right. Because we, if the FBI shows up, wants to go through the the barn or the campus or the off campus or the campus annex. Let them let them have at it. You know what? And we'll actually ask Dee to open every door, every drawer. We are not. We're yeah. not holding back. We're not. We're cooperating. We are, and there won't be anything found. That's right. So if you actually enrolled in the university, those documents are gone. You've got the certificate. Yeah. Actually, we put your name on the website, but we could have that disappear somehow yeah. or another. But yeah, uh, no dot, no classified documents on campus. Not for us. Nope. No, it's not part of uh, what we do. Uh, we we're all above board, and uh, and I think we're also seeking new sponsors. We we are. We've had sponsors for quite some time, and we'll we'll pay some homage to them at the end. But we're ready for new sponsors, uh, or those others can ante up. So all you have to do is go to GaryandMark.com yeah. website, and you can uh, see forms there. You can sponsor us for as little as a dollar. Yeah. Or two dollars. If you gave us five, you'd be like major sponsor. You would but get your name called out every time. I want to get back to here. We were talking about the trail, and it's the year of the trail, which and to uh, the developments of these rails to trails, and you know the Saluda grade. Talking about turning that into a bike path. I tell you, and walking, I'm sure. Yeah. I hope that happens. I, well, it sounds like it. it's going to, 
And, you know, there are all these old rail trails now that have friends of mine live up in Kentucky and Ohio. Old railroad grades that have been turned into bike paths. Well, if you, well I just, you know, have an e-bike. I know you're not into e-bikes, but well, I, you're fitting could, no, whatever at over 70 and I'm 70 something, but I'm not in your kind of shape. So uh, it's been great. And I've been over to Far City to the Thermal Belt Rail yeah. Trail three times. That's nice. It, have you seen yeah. it? No, so, no. Yeah, 17 miles each way. So yeah. you do it, I think. Yeah, 34. You get twice, up and back. Yeah. Don't have to do the whole thing. It is. The life was all paved. You know, yeah. some rail trails aren't like uh, Virginia Creepers. Yeah. Uh, you ever been to the Virginia Creeper? On pieces, but on foot. Yeah. But it's kind of the gold standard. It we, is. Yeah. And I'm telling you, if the salute grade rail trail happens, and I do think it will. Yeah. Because I think the railroad's ready to give the right, you know, do the Sell transfer. It. <laughs> uh, it's redoing all the tracks that have washed out and stuff. It's going to take yeah. some time. But it will be popular because it goes through some gorgeous, gorgeous scenery that, for the most part, people aren't walking through because it's pretty steep land. Yeah. And... Uh, and the rail trail, I mean, the fact that it's salute grade, the steepest railroad main line in, um, in the East, East or America yeah. or something, will bring a lot of rail fans who want to walk it. Yeah. So I hope that happens. Well, and, you know, it's under the the line from Hendersonville to Brevard is taking shape even as we speak. I the Acousta so. tra- The Acousta Trail. And how long is that one? What that be? I think it's 17 miles. So if, because I heard they would love to when the salute of Rail yeah. trail gets done. It ends in Zirconia. Yeah. How far, how hard would it be to get to the Zirconia to flat, I mean, uh, to where Hendersonville, where that one, Yakuza starts? Oh, I think they're already thinking about it. Yeah. Because there's track. Yeah. Because there was a short line. Yeah. That went from Flat Rock, I thought, somewhere to Asheville or something. A little, you know, the train just yeah. served a few people. I don't know. That could be gone. But, uh, you know, I just delved into the you know the great allegheny passage i got it and i even got the trail guide don't know if i'll do it but it connects uh was it cumberland maryland where the cno canal ends okay and takes you to pittsburgh wow i've been on the cno one time Mm -hmm, me too uh but you you could uh and i think they're once again this is uh, allowed uh, businesses to spring up along the way. There are places to stay and places to eat. I, mean, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 miles from Cumberland, Maryland, to wow. kind of, I guess, the southern burbs of Pittsburgh. Well, this is a and trail gets, country. Yeah, it's great. It is great. Well, I have one more bit of what could be bad news. All right. I heard that George Santos... Yeah. Is claiming that he, what, Gary? You told me this. Well, that he uh, is a graduate of the G&M uh, Podcasting University, and, and we want to be ahead on that story, too. We have no, re- well, we don't have any records, but if we had records. He would not be on our roster. No, he wouldn't be there. And I, I, I dare him, I dare you, George Santos, to produce a certificate that's right that shows you're a graduate you go ahead and show me show me the certificate george santos you do we're waiting right here yeah we'll wait for that phone call he'll take it and forward it right to the the president we're talking tough here we are and you know not only did he say 
He was a graduate. He claimed he had a master's degree. Ah. And we haven't even started giving those out yet. No, no. no. Those are, so, but uh, we would. We would give you one if you uh, wanted to send us some money. Not George Santos. No, no. him. Well, uh, our, yeah, we could. We'd be, you could be the very first master's program yeah. graduate yeah. from Gary Mark Podcasting oh. University. And it's never too late to enroll. That's right. Yep. Uh, it is possible that you could apply today and graduate today. If you you're could. You could. Uh, as have many of our, all of our graduates. If you go online to mm-hmm. GaryandMark.com, you can see, go to the Gary and Mark Podcast University page, you'll see a list of our distinguished alumni. Yeah. Yep, and our faculty members. Or you may want to just come and tour the campus sometime. That's true. We'd love to t- have you. Please come. Please come. And uh, you would actually receive with your, oh, yeah, I have to order it because we don't have a way to send this uh, electronically. But you could get, okay, GMPU decal. And also one of our sponsors, Rabbit Island. Could Rabbit Island. While they last. Well, Gary, anything else you want to say? Yeah, let's let's bring up, let's get back to, here's some trail news. I, I like mean, trail news. uh if you want to go to the Smokies and you plan oh, yeah. on parking, it's going to cost you, and it should. I'm it, all it's, for it. I'm, you know, I'm all. I filled out that survey thing, and I said, you know, if that money stays in the Smokies, I'm all for it too, because the park itself is free. Yeah. So of course, without paying permit, I think you you have to stop and be gone in thirty minutes. From a Fifteen. Place. Fifteen minutes. So <laughs> so there's no way. use. I mean, you pretty yeah. much unless you're driving through, yeah. and I guess some people do. Uh, they need to uh, pay that, and it's like five dollars a day. Or- well, you can do a daily, a weekly, or a year. I think the year pass, which I probably will get, is forty bucks, and that's not bad because you do go a lot. I get up there well, maybe no. twice a year, I'm, but well, I but, uh, get seven trips. I don't maybe more, but I do know that. You know, last year just driving through the park, the popular trailheads. I mean, you had the allotted parking area, and it would be covered up, and then people are just on the side of the road mm-hmm. and the side of the road, and you you wish you could educate people to say, hey, uh, maybe if you, the trailhead is covered up with cars, have a plan B, mm-hmm. go go walk somewhere else. And, you know, their heart, they, they need more staff because it's a lot of area, half a million acres. Yep. 14 plus million visitors. Yep. And you know, I did spend a day there as a ranger. Yeah, that's right. I could you, go back and you do have it again. experience. I do have experience. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gary, I uh, remind people to uh, check out our website, GaryMark.com. Okay. Please. Follow, do, yeah. Keep following this podcast. Thank our sponsors. Remember any of them? Well, let's see. How about, I don't know if the Big Whiz Pocket Buddy. They're still around. They're still around. They're still around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, you already mentioned Rabbit Island Resort. Right. Sluta Outfitters. I drove right by there. Yeah. Home of the uh, Green River Eddie's Tap Room and Tap Grill room. or something. And, yeah. L.J. Myers and his uh, White, White Dove releases. Yeah. Uh, it could be others. Little ones like uh, uh, Iron Key Brewing Company. Yeah. They gave us free beer one day. Yeah. We could uh, and, pick uh, up some uh, Australian sponsorships. That would, would be, be nice. good. That would yeah. be nice. And uh, what's that brewery that... Uh, Zero alcohol. It was really good. Oh, Athletic Brewing Athletic Company. Athletic Brewing. And that, we have actually spurred people to buy that. And yeah. Good. I haven't seen it around where I live, but it's. Yeah. I know it's in Asheville. It yeah. Hey, I, one good. more plug yeah. before you go, because it, we're, you know, if winter is a tunnel, 
we're almost halfway through. Good. Uh, and it, me growing up, this would be the time of year, the winter's kind of dragging on, and I really, uh, one of the foods for me in the winter was sorghum. Uh, and my mom would make biscuits, and you put sorghum on biscuits, or my dad would have an old ham be hanging in the garage, and you'd take that down in the winter, just country ham, very salty, slice it up, and uh, I can still, I mean, of those things, I don't eat much in the way of biscuits and ham anymore, but all I have to do is take a spoonful of sorghum, and it just takes me back to when I was a kid. I bet so, yeah. And I'll give a plug, my friend Ronnie Lundy, the food writer, uh, she wrote a book called Sorghum Saver, and uh, it's got some wonderful recipes. Barbara's going to make uh, some ginger cookies today. I mean, Ooh. sorghum's a great sweetener. Yeah, so I wouldn't know if I've ever had any, but an f- old friend of mine from college, high school, oh, one year older, I guess, Dan Cameron, yeah. a former teacher, he actually raises the stuff, yeah. and he brings friends Milo. in to help yeah. Do all that work, and it's not an easy job. No, and and I worked with a fellow, Jerry Brindle, talked about, you know, you'd have the little uh, donkey or mule, whatever, walking in a circle, and you'd be feeding in the cane to grind it up. But you can imagine a couple hundred years ago, uh, if you lived out here, you didn't have, this is your sugar, or one of your sugars. You didn't didn't have white sugar, so... But sorghum, to me, is just a wonderful sweetener for things. doesn't overpower. I think uh, Ronnie Lundy says it's a deeper note, like so a bass note. How does that compare to, like, honey? No comparison? You know, uh, I mean, the the taste to me, I've, I've always preferred sorghum to honey. And I do know there's some folks that are allergic to honey. Really? Okay. Yeah, not one of them, but... Honey was one thing in all my backpacking. I never liked taking it because you really have to be careful of the stickiness. Of course, I don't take sorghum either. Yeah. About cleaning stuff up, that will that will stick to fat. I mean, yeah, like marshmallows. Yeah, it just it's asking for trouble. So, even uh, though it's a great food. Yeah. All right. Well, we had a. Yeah. It's a rambling show today. We're a rambling that. show. Yeah, I'm still trying to think that could of be the, our nickname, the Ramblers. The Ramblers still <laughs> trying to think. I can see the guy who who won uh, 2001 right. Wimbledon. So but, our Croatian fans yeah. need to send that in. GaryMark.com. Yeah. Look for the contact page. Yeah. Well, Gary, it's been a good show. You All think? right. Thanks, Mark. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Come back again. Yep. Whoa, he just remembered it. Say it, Gary. Goran Ivanisevich. I knew he would get it. See you, folks. Bye-bye.